Let's talk shoes for a moment. If you didn't know, my closet is all about my shoe obsession. And I love a comfy shoe as much as I love to struggle to walk in a foreign stiletto. I wanted to get you hip to Tom's shoes, some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever purchased. Disclaimer, I'm an affiliate and super excited to introduce them to you. From slip-ons to sneakers, flats, heels, and wedges, they have you covered. And they're in business to improve lives. For every $3 that they make, they give away $1. Check out their fun new styles at the link in the show notes and get a spring in your step. Yes, honey, it's almost spring. Can you believe it? Try some on. I bet you live in them. And let me know what color you select. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimedici. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimedici the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Want to enjoy more sweet rewards? Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, Content Creator Convention, WA Guest Blogging, and Twitter Spaces Female Entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 18 of Sweet Bites with Sandra. I'm so excited to be with you today, and I have an amazing guest on this week's podcast episode. Her name is Kelty Knight, and she is an Emmy Award-winning journalist. She's a TV host on Entertainment Tonight. She has been on every single red carpet you can imagine, and she is a best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author. She's the creator of the Lady Gang podcast, and she has so many great takeaways. And don't, don't miss this interview. It is coming up a little bit later in the podcast. Now, as I always say, let's get right to it. Let's talk about tips that you can use to increase your productivity. I know that every time we talk about business tips, digital um, marketing tips, all these different things, that really it does boil down to how productive you're being and getting all of these things done, right? So you can only do as much as your um, your willpower will let you and your, um, your energy is going to let you as well. So there's a few things that I feel like you can definitely change or help uh, yourself in getting that productivity increase. Number one, staying focused. Now, I know that sounds really simple, but it really is hard for a lot of times um, for us to um, get some of those extra distractions out of our life, especially since we're working remotely. A lot of us have extra distraction inside our home. So it's really important to get rid of some of the distraction that you, that you can, which are things that you can control, which is turning off your notifications on your phone or making sure that some of the notifications that are coming into your computer are silenced so that you can really focus on the task at hand. 
All right, number two is mapping out your time. I know we talked about in one of the previous podcasts about using a scheduling app to set appointments. Now you can use the same kind of technology to set and map out your time for your day. And I know sometimes you're like, oh, but you know, things come up and blah, blah, blah. No, no, honey. (laughs) If you want to get your stuff done, make sure that you set and block your time because block scheduling is going to help you. It is going to help you so much because you can make sure that you are on task. So make sure that you set aside the ample amount of time that you need for each task. Don't under, you know, don't undervalue the amount of time that you need for a specific task. If you know that you're doing internet research and you know that you're going to go down the rabbit hole, give yourself the time to go down that rabbit hole. Don't, don't hold yourself. (laughs) Don't hold yourself to some sort of amazing standard. Don't undervalue the amount of time that you need to put toward each task. Because if you do, you're going to go over your time every single time. So make sure that you have a moment to put into your calendar. Okay, I'm going to focus on this task from this time to this time, this time to this time. Make sure you go down and give it the right amount of time that you need based on what you normally do. Okay. And also the third and final one to increase your productivity. The final one I promise is set realistic goals for yourself. If you know that you cannot do something in an allotted amount of time, don't think that you're going to hit that gold standard. Okay. Make it realistic for you. So if you're going to increase your productivity, make sure that you are scheduling it out, staying focused and being realistic about what you can get done in the certain amount of time. That is going to help you every single time to increase your productivity and get more done more efficiently. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. So I had a question come in from a listener that was really, really important. I thought, gosh, I want to share this information with everyone because it is important to know if you are scared of getting on live video There are so many things I could say, but the most important thing that I would say to you is do it no matter how scared you are. The best thing you can do as a practice run, get on that live video, do a Zoom with your best friend. Do it with your do the Zoom video with your best friend so that you feel comfortable in having a conversation with your computer screen, (laughs) because it is so important to get on live video. I know that we talked about video marketing tips and there are presentation tips that you also need to be aware of. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but um, if you go to Um, any of my videos, I have my daughter's artwork in the background. Now I started out having just a blank wall, right? And then I, I graduated to having some of their, you know, mid playroom artwork. And now every week or two or three, she's giving me brand new paintings to put on the wall so that I have new artwork to refresh what my videos are looking like. So that's just one thing that I can say, well, as I'm looking at the screen, I'm looking at something familiar behind me. I'm looking at the fact that I have my daughter's artwork behind me. And so that makes it a little more comfortable for me to be talking to my computer screen. But then also knowing that there's somebody on the other end that is listening or watching to what information that I'm giving out and could really benefit from that information. That helps me every single time I do a presentation, a lecture, some sort of workshop, or even 
recording my podcast, I know that there are people who will learn from this tutorial or this workshop or this podcast. And just knowing that helps me to to push forward, to know that it doesn't really matter. Like if you're super, super 100% the best speaker, if you get on there and you have a purpose and you have something to say, do it. And so for anyone who has sent me a message, this is, I'm so, I'm so scared of doing it. The more you practice, the better you will be. So I would say, get on it, do a live video with your best friend, and then do another one inviting their best friend and then do another one inviting your mom and then do another one with your coworkers and keep practicing because that is the way that you're going to get really good at being good on live video and being able to handle some of the things that come at you during live video because you'll be running the screen and you'll be running the comments and you'll be running all these different video elements at some point you can delegate those responsibilities but it is really important to just begin the process so I hope that that helps and make sure that you tag me so that I can join you on your next live video. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, <laughs> I told you, I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltmedici.com forward slash shop today. Welcome back to Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast. I am joined by my OG friend, Miss yes. <laughs> Kelty Colleen. She is an Emmy winning, award winning, over, over the moon uh, for Entertainment Tonight co correspondent and the co-creator of the amazing 90 million downloaded podcast, Lady Gang. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> First of all, I'm so excited to see you. This is amazing. Number two, between the time that we emailed to set this up and today, uh -huh. we now have 110 million downloads. So we're just going to like add that to the list. Babes, oh Lady Gang's on fire. And what I think is the cutest, which is the... 100% telltale sign that we're OGs is that you called me by my maiden name, Kelty Colleen, and it just oh came God. out of your brain Kelsey. like that. Now I'm a knight, but when I first met you, I was a Colleen yeah. and you were so influential in my life. So I'm oh. so happy to have you and support another strong trailblazing woman. Well, I'm so sorry. Cause I know that, you know, when you switch names, it's a big deal. So <laughs> kind of, I, it yeah. wasn't, I just liked it more. Like when I met my husband, Chris and his last name was Knight. I was like, so if I marry you, I'm going to be Kelty Knight. And she seems like a real like bitch, like a really hardworking, like get shit done kind of girl. And I was like, I want to be here. I want to be here. Yes. Yes, indeed. But when I met you, you were a hardworking girl too. So let me just back it up because we, we yes. go back to your first book. Now, a lot of people might know you from Lady Gang or ask, you know, act like a lady and the best-selling New York Times instant bestseller book with your girl group. Um, I say girl group like you're a, like you're a I call them the girls too, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like the Spice Girls. 
Right, exactly. Um, um, well, so when we met, I think I met you at a coffee shop in like mm-hmm. New York. LA. No, it was LA? LA. Was it? I think it no, was, it was LA. LA. It was, it was LA because you had just come here and mm-hmm. you, were, you had lived in New York for a long time. You would, you know, dance for the Nets and the Knicks and yep. you know, high kicks and right. High hopes. Yeah. Yes. I just found your blog. I was looking it up. It's still there. It is still there. So if you want to do a deep dive into tonight, go back to her early days, high kicks and high hopes blog. (laughs) It's crazy. And you know what? I should probably be making money off that in some way. Uh, Not that anyone's going there, but with that, like with a 20 year SEO, like, can you imagine? Like, it's just, that's like, that's archaic internet right there. Yes. Yes. indeed. But you are a business woman. I mean, from just parlaying your, your mad skills, uh, you know, on the dance floor to published author to Emmy award winner to again, now published author. I mean, what don't you do? You're so sweet. Um, (laughs) you know, I think when you're relatively just okay at most things, um, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. You're always trying to like diversify your skills and, um, like make the money where you can, because you know that you are not the Meryl Streep of the business. And so for me, that's, that's always been my thing. I mean, dance was when I was a a small kid, like that was the, you know, caveat or the way to get out of your small town, right. Is like, go dance on a cruise ship. And, and every boy played hockey and every girl played dance or did dance. Like that was just the way it was. So dance was my first love and something that I was like mildly okay at, um, enough to have a professional career. Like, sure. Yes, I was great, but like, I wasn't the best. I'm not Misty Copeland. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I was good. I, I booked some jobs. Like I did a good job. I got rejected a lot too. But as I got into show business, I realized that the people that had true success, they were sort of these multifaceted people. And I had so many passions. And to be honest, in my 20s, when I was dancing, I was just like trying to figure out how to pay rent. So it was like, oh, now I make stickers. Now I sell jewelry on Etsy. Like now I'll make a t-shirt. Now I'm going to write a book. Like you just kind of did whatever you could to, to pay rent. And now I do it the exact same hustle, but like in a more thoughtful way. Well, um, I mean, yeah. if you're thinking about the thing that you would want to do, because I always ask mm-hmm. this of all of the guests, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what's on your bucket list that you haven't done? And you've kind of ticked a lot of boxes. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've jumped out of the plane yet, mm-hmm. but you know, what exactly would you have as your next? Cause you, you are stacking it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. stacking it. So what's in your, I am, I'm going to be lofty as like so lofty right now. I like to set a big goal. Um, I want to expand the Lady Gang brand. I have fallen in love with podcasting, as you have too. Um, I love our community and it is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. We are able to give back. We're able to share stories. We're able to have a laugh. Like I feel like I just have millions of best friends around the world, which I guess being the you know person who only has real, really three friends um, is like the popularity that I always dreamed I would have, but it's the coolest community. And I wake up every day so hungry to support us and I want to expand. I want, we have a lady in clothing line and we have the book and the podcast. I want to have makeup, skin, hair, booze, sex toys, more books, paper goods. Like I want to have all the things. And in five years, I want to come back on this podcast and have sold the Lady Gang brand for like a hundred million dollars. Like that's where I'm at. 
Oh like, my I'm God. so lofty. I believe that's possible. Like, yeah, I believe that we are a lady sourced brand. So everything we do, we take it back to our community and we're like, what do you need? What sweater do you want? What? And I think we're going to take that into what we do next. And it's like, Hey, you know, we're going to make some paper goods. Like what's the card you can never find. It's like, Oh, when you get cheated on, like, okay, we'll make that card. So you can send it to your girlfriend. Like, sorry, he cheated on you. Your vagina is beautiful or like whatever it says, you know? Yes. Well, let me tell you, I once thought about going into the greeting card business and there it's a massive thing, like beyond just e-greetings, like there's an association that you can join. Like, I don't know. I think there's something to it. But when I wanted to get into greeting cards, it was because there were no dance related cards for gay people. And you know what I mean? So, you know, it wasn't, I mean, yes, it was congratulations. You won your, you know, competition. Yeah. It wasn't like talking to them in a way that was inclusive. And yep. so, but I never did it. Um, you know, <laughs> it well, is. No, listen, but that's the thing. It's like, you got to really like an idea because yeah. it's so easy to lay in bed at night and be like, you know what I should do. And then when you go into the work, like, for instance, like with Lady Gang, we just did a, a December or a holiday launch of clothes um, a few months ago. And I mean, we did everything. We sourced, we fit, we found the factory. We, we you know, we um, decided on the knit and the fabric and the colors and all that stuff. And we are like, wow, this is so much work. We'll wait until you start selling it. And then you have to deal with the postal service. And now I'm a postal service expert. Like you don't even think in business about how many little minutia things are going to go wrong. And it's like, all of a sudden the postal service is shut down because of COVID and you have hundreds of emails every day being like, Hey, where's my package? I'm like, I'm not a mailman. I cannot tell you where it is. It says it's in Arizona. I hope it's there. Good luck. Godspeed. Let me know when it comes. And like, Oh, uh. well, that's the thing though. If you're in it as a business person to know every little facet, then you are, you are more aware and that, you know, mm -hmm. on, on this podcast, we talk about marketing, we talk about business, we talk about tips and things like that. So what would be the one takeaway from running this as a business, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and knowing what you know now before you got in and started branching off to your, you know, express collaboration mm -hmm. like that. I think that when you're a small business, you skip over the steps of like having lawyers look at contracts and having, you know, insurance and all of those things. And it takes, um, because you're so small, you're like, I only have like $700. Like I, I don't, I can't afford all of these different steps. The issue uh, that I, what I think is really important is being like super, super careful about those things because everything from the clickware on your website to, you know, making a product to reading the small print of different contracts that you agree to, when you get big, no one's going to come at you when you're little, you know what I mean? Like no one, they're just going to be like, hmm. but I guarantee those people are waiting. And when you get big, all of a sudden, and you look outward facing successful, whether or not you're in the red on your real books, when you're outward facing successful, people start coming for you. And if everything is not done and tied with a perfect ribbon, um, it can be a lot of heartache, you know, cause you're like, I'm a good person. Like, I don't know. I just didn't read that like 18th page of that thing. I didn't know. Like, you know. Yeah. I think that's, that's all thing. of us when we sign up for the revised rules of Facebook, <laughs> you know, we're all like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> oh, I'm like an expert in contract law. Like I literally call myself Elle Woods because 
I, so many times, I mean, lawyers are fucking expensive. So it's like, I'll do so much of the casework myself and then send it to just save the $400 an hour. Like it's just wild anyway, very lofty. (laughs) Well, so the process of doing a book, I want to go back to this because you already did your first book solo, right? Mm -hmm. So collaborating on a book, what's the difference? What were kind of the pieces that you had to adjust in order to do that? Yeah. So my first book I self-wrote on a Mac while I was on tour at the Rockettes. It was like a verbal diarrhea of my heartbreak and I self-published it. Um, my friend who did graphics did the cover. Um, I wrote my own bio and I sold it on my own website um, and out of my backpack. So it was very like, no, I didn't have an editor. Like no one went back and said, hey, this story's incomplete or you don't make any sense here. Um, when we did the Lady Gang book, we worked with Penguin Random House and I remember specifically the day we went and to meet with Diana, who is the editor-in-chief of Rudal. Um, she, we walked in and I was like, oh, there's Michelle Obama's book on the wall. And you're like, oh, there's every favorite classic book. Like they have the rights or have published like some of my favorite books. Like they're so massive and the walls are like just, I mean, it's just so insane. I was like, oh shit, I better like have grammar all of a sudden. <laughs> um, and so writing it was so much different because when you're writing it, you have all these deadlines of, you know, you, you had to have a clear idea of what the book was going to be. You had to hit these deadlines and we were doing it together as, as three. So it was like, I would write something, the girls would read it and they'd be like, this whole middle part doesn't make sense. And I'd have to like go back. And so there was just so many more checkpoints. Um, and I think there was a real sense of responsibility to get it right because I knew if we opened our hearts and we wrote something amazing it would like I wanted to be the book that every listener of the Lady Gang podcast bought a copy and loved it but then I wanted that to be so good that they gave it to a friend and that friend gave it to a friend and that girl gave it to a friend and so that was my hope so we were kind of crazy about it to the point where you know, the publisher would send us a cover and they'd be like, what do you think this for the cover? And Jack would be like, I'm sorry, I have to do the cover myself. And then Jack ended up doing all the graphic design for the entire book herself. And we were like, just so crazy about it. We just, it was like psycho. But anyway, it was so fun. Probably the best team I've ever worked with on a collaboration, all females. We had the most fun right before COVID hit. We went to New York. We wore matching um, Madewell jumpsuits. We ran through the halls and the offices of Penguin Random House and made our trailer and like harassed their staff. And it was like the most amazing. And then literally two days later, like the world stopped. During this whole quarantine period, what what have you been doing to stay, you know, sane? Well, I don't think anything is, anyone is sane. Are you sane? <laughs> I am just, well, I have two kids. So yeah, you're, you're I'm so like, <laughs> yeah. thank you. You know, for me, like I always thrived at being at home. I'm a homebody by nature, but um, I have done a couple things. So number one, I have really leaned into like sweating every day. I mean, I, I'm not perfect, but I just realized that like getting out of my house and walking or running or doing some sort of workout where I feel like I'm doing something with my body instead of just being a slug has been game changing. Um, yeah. And normally it's funny, normally, especially as a former dancer, you work out cause you're like, I have to work out because body, 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 body. But now I'm like, I just want to work out to be happy. And it takes the pressure off. Cause I'm like, today I'm going to do ballet today. I'm going to do yoga today. I'm going to do Pilates today. I'm going to just walk around the neighborhood. Like it's, it's pretty easy. So I think that, um, and other than that, like a lot of therapy, so weekly therapy, full hour, just talking about myself seems to help. 
And are you talking to someone or are you oh, just- yeah. No, like okay. a full, pro- a professional, a professional who's like, loves to help privileged um, people who have really great lives complain about their lives. You know, it's like, it's you a special what? kind of girl. You know, everybody has issues. And as long as we can start to, you know, level the playing field um, with our own self, hey, you know, progress. That's all I can say. Um, Well, so I want to tell this. Well, I want you to tell this story because I remember this. And I, I, a lot of people know you from, you know, being on TV, but there's two things that I don't know if people remember about you, which is you're a networker. And Christina, Perry. Yep. And jar of hearts. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pull this back because there's so many times where, you know, people are celebrities and then you think, oh, well, they're not real people. Well, at the time you were in New York, Mm -hmm. but you were, I feel like you were kind of like her publicist. (laughs) Like you were, you were like the intermediary of, you know, this great, crazy songwriter Mm -hmm. and a big break. And you were like that person in between. So if you could tell that story. Oh my God. It's my favorite story to tell. So thanks for asking. I'll try to do you like a short justice. I do feel like there's a movie of this story, like that needs to happen at some point. Um, so I used to date Christina Perry's brother. Uh, and I mean like for three months, barely in our early twenties. And I loved him. He's just as beautiful as, as, as she is. And when we broke up, he dumped me. Um, Christina and I had become friends and she was like, well, I'm not breaking up with Kelty. And it was like, we were kindred spirits. So we've been friends for more than 20 years now. And when, um, she's always been the most talented person I've ever met in my life. And I can remember specifically, um, I think during the, maybe right before I met you or right after during the days when I was dating one of the guys from panic at the disco, I remember taking her in Philadelphia backstage and they were on stage or getting, doing meet and greet or something. And we were in their dressing room and there was a piano, warm up piano. And she just started singing. I'm just, just sing, you know, and we just started wailing and I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And, um, I was in the, speaking of being her PR, I was in the the uh, elevator with their manager at the time. And I was like, my friend Christina's here and she's like the best singer songwriter alive. And the manager at the time was like, oh, I don't, I don't think there's anything really special about her. And I specifically remember that. And I was like, oh my God, that's so mean. And you're so wrong. <laughs> so fast forward all these years later, we're both living in Los Angeles. We're destitute. I was transitioning out of dance. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. She was songwriting and waitressing. She'd played no shows and we got really sad. We wrote this list to the universe and it was like, here's what we want. She was like, I want a record deal. I want to meet Jason Mraz. And I was like, I want bangs. I want to quit Diet Coke. I want to stay, stop dating assholes. And we wrote this letter Um, I posted a YouTube video of me dancing to her songs like in our apartment. And the next morning she got an email from Jason Mraz's manager being like, Hey, are you signed? Do you have a manager? I love this song. Um, I don't know how the hell they found this YouTube. And from there they paid for her to make a demo of three songs. When we got the demo for Jar of Hearts, I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. It was very kismet. Stacey Tukey, the, you know, choreographer extraordinaire. Um, and I had always exchanged songs for dance. And I was like, hey, I got this song. It's amazing. She only heard the demo. She's like, I want the demo. They rushed within like four days to make a real recording of the song. Stacy put it on So You Think You Can Dance overnight. Christina became number one. She got courted by every major record label under the sun. Um, since then, she sold like gazillions of albums and has written, you know, not only Jar of Hearts, but a million other songs, including the Twilight theme song. And um, every single person that I know has walked down that, including myself, has walked 
walked down the aisle to that song at their wedding, a thousand years, including me. She sang it when I got married and we're still best friends. We live third. She just moved back to LA. We live 13 minutes apart from each other and I could not be happier. Did I do it short it, enough? That was nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I didn't know that part of the story. Oh, <laughs> I only good. remember that Stacey Tukey and you had some sort of, you know, talk yeah. about this girl and then boom. And, and it's like that. I feel like the universe is like that. You just are, you just got to be in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time and open. The other thing, open to receiving. And I also feel like there are many people that are Christina's where they are very shy about their talents. Christina will never be a Beyonce because she cannot talk about how talented she is. She can't do an interview and be like, I'm a goat. Like, yeah, bitch, like who runs the world girls? No, she's like in the corner being like, I'm nothing. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I can't get it together. Like, and so if you are that person, you got to have a hype man in your life. You got to have someone who's ruthless and shameless like me. And a lot of people hire those people, publicists, managers, whatever. But even in regular lady life, you know, it's like I talk all the time when lady gang, like women who are asking for promotions or jobs or in a job interview, it's like you, you have to learn how to say three sentences about yourself in a very complimentary way that don't make you completely uncomfortable. Because if you don't hype yourself, like really, truly, no one's going to do it for you unless you have a Kelty or you hire a publicist, you know? Um, and that's the truth. Yeah. Well, if there was, um, you know, as far as your transitioning from dancer to, you know, host extraordinaire, correspondent, news journalist, like how, how was that for you? What, what were the steps that you took to make that, like to put one career to the side and say, boom, I want this other one? Yeah, it was really hard because I love dancing and I love being on stage and live theater. I mean, live theater doesn't exist at this moment, but I will, I still have like anxiety, grief, breakup moment about not being a performer anymore. I think once that's in you, it's in you forever. Um, and so this was like the next best thing. Um, I, I just knew that my only other talent was talking. I have no other talents. I didn't go to college. So it was really difficult. You know, it was kind of like, what am I going to do now? I kind of fell into it, to be honest. I was out in LA. I was still dancing. I saw an audition for like a music host. I loved music. I went in, I got the job. I had no experience. I'd never talked on camera before. Um, and then from there, I was like, wait, this is really easy. And I auditioned for dance jobs, like 900 dance jobs to get one. And hosting jobs, I auditioned for one and got one. And I was like, maybe this is easier. It's not, by the way. I totally got like beginner's luck. It's way harder. <laughs> Instead of like 300 dance girls, there's like two host girls. Um, but I, I just thought this is amazing. And then I kind of doors started opening. But what is, I always take away from it. If everyone during COVID is watching all of these dance documentaries, like there was the Debbie Allen one with the hot chocolate nutcracker. And then there's the point plus on Disney and you know, uh, there's all these different shows. What you'll notice about a dancer is they're fiercely determined. Uh, they have the craziest work ethic on the planet and they are immune to rejection. And so those three things really, really, really served me being a host because I was that person who worked harder, came in earlier, didn't mind getting up at four o'clock in the morning for five years straight. Cause that was my makeup time and being out till 10 o'clock, you know, that work ethic and determination is, is what made my career. 
Nice. Well, we are going to end your interview for the podcast right there because boom, we are going to flip over to the rest of the episode. So stick around for the rest of the episode and we will be right back. For those of you with big hair like me, you're probably always on the lookout for a good brush. And I mean one that can handle a lot of hair. Well, you're in luck because I found the Shu Uremura Large Paddle Brush. I'm an affiliate and you are about to get those tangles gone today, girl. Check out the link in the show notes and enjoy less stress knowing that your brush is ready to take on your amazing, amazing hair. So one of my favorite, favorite entertainment gigs was actually, I was part of a skeleton crew. Um, it wasn't supposed to be that way, but it ended up being that way for a tour for Mary J. Blige. And I was so excited to get this gig. It was with choreographer. Her name is Hi-Hat, and she is an amazing, phenomenal choreographer. And I was really, really privileged to be in, in the company of some of these amazing dancers. And I'm going to put up a very brief clip that I found in the archives recently of just one of the performances that we were rehearsing at Center Staging in Burbank. And it was really cool to be, and I use that word just kind of like because nostalgic, because Mary J. Blige is such an iconic artist and to be able to have um, some of those songs that we were being able to dance to. I mean, there were so many things that we were dancing to, but as far as the the music, it was so iconic because she she did her new music, but she also went back into time and, and actually had some, some great throwbacks as well. So I was just really excited to be part of that experience. So I always want to share some little entertainment aside with you. So make sure to go to my website and check out just a very small clip that I found in the archives of our skeleton crew rehearsal soul over at center staging for the Mary J. Blige tour. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking and, and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltamedici.com forward slash software dash solutions. As always, there is a sweet reward on the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. So make sure that you go to my website, www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash podcast and make sure to scroll down to the very bottom and check out check out all the different rewards that you can enter to win because there's a few that end at the very end of February that you can still get in on so make sure you check those out and the sweet bite for this week I know last time um, I was talking about caramelized apples but this week I want to talk about really, really basic <laughs> sugar cookies. <laughs> now, the reason I say this is because I don't really like a whole bunch of like nuts in my cookies and stuff like that, but I can make a good sugar cookie. So make sure to check out my blog and see some of the fun ways to decorate sugar cookies. I know that it is the month of love here uh, in February. And so there's so many people making Valentine's Day cookies and things like that to share with their family and friends and loved ones. So check out the decorations that I have found that could 
should inspire you for your next sugar cookie bake. And as always, make sure to sign up for the VIP access to College of Style. Get on that wait list. You go to collegeofstyle.com, sign yourself up to start getting that access to behind the scenes. And we just started an Instagram. So make sure you check out instagram.com forward slash college of style. Don't forget every episode has a Spotify playlist as well. So you can find it on my blog or you can go over to my channel on Spotify, but you can also be part of the playlist. So if you want to be on my Spotify playlist, I have two playlists every single week. And you can just go to my contact page, enter your information, and I will check out your music. And you never know, you might end up on my Spotify playlist. So with that, check it out. Make sure you go to the blog, enter to win, sign up for the VIP waitlist. And as always, I will check you on the next one and make sure, make sure to hug and kiss your loved ones because February, I know all, all month long is the month of love. It is also Black History Month. And so I just want to send out the best vibes to everyone to make sure that you love one another, treat each other with respect, and I will see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.